0: I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. And you can check it out on zippybooks.com, And we have a magazine called Zippy Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zippymag.com. We have classes at zippyclasses.com, And I recently opened a book in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings, but this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Susanna Hoffs is the author of the novel, This Bird Has Flown. She is one of Pop's most beloved voices. She graduated from UC Berkeley with a degree in art. In 1981, she co-founded The Bangles, with whom she recorded and released a string of chart-topping singles, including Manic Monday, Walk Like an Egyptian, Hazy Shade of Winter, and Eternal Flame, which she co-wrote before embarking on a critically acclaimed solo career. She also wrote, recorded music for, and appeared in the Austin Powers movies and played herself on season one of The Gilmore Girls. This Bird Has Flown is her first novel. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, filmmaker Jay Roach. Welcome, Susanna. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss This Bird Has Flown. It's great to be here with you. Yay. Your book was so fun and so great. Your voice, I am like obsessed with the voice in this book. It's so awesome. Anyway, congrats. I loved it. Really loved it.
2: Oh, that thrills me. It makes me so happy. It was such a joy to write and a pleasure and, you know, to kind of channel Jane's voice <laughs> as the sort of, you know, first person narrator of the book. And i I found it endlessly fun because I just, you know, I I, I know that she, I would hear her, her thoughts in my own head. I, I was obviously thinking those thoughts, but right. <laughs> the experience of that, it's so different writing a novel than writing a song, even though both channel, you know, some aspects of experiences that you've lived, but also, you know, just things that spring to life in your imagination, that whole idea of, uh, it's a kind of psychosis in a way, (laughs) characters talking to you and you, and you need to kind of quickly catch what they're saying. And that was a big part of the process that I found somewhat unexpected. But now I realize in talking to other authors, that's sort of what the process is that, I mean, some people have different Ways they go about things. I, for me, a lot of times, I I like to grab a walk in the morning to just kind of get my my mind sort of sharpened, and I always play music. And the music would really just stimulate the characters to start talking and the story. You now, I kind of had a sense of what I wanted the themes of the book to kind of touch upon, and I used the books. Um, I studied the books Jane Eyre and Rebecca, the Daphne Du Maurier book. A lot because I liked the idea of ghosts of our past could haunt us or might haunt us or might ruin our chances of ever making a deep connection with another person, a, a, like a love relationship. And so I was playing around with those things, but the characters would just go <laughs> and just start chattering. It was fun.
0: I love it. I just wrote a novel myself that's coming out in March. And I was just talking to my editor before this and I was like, well, what if we did like a continuation book next? Because I really kind of miss writing in this voice. I finally just got it like down by the
2: time the book ended. So like now what do I do with that skill? (laughs) I'm in the exact same moment as you then, because I have just started the beginnings of, I mean, it's not the formal, I haven't like opened a Word doc or a doc, you know, and started page one, you know, but I've been collecting. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a related universe in mind or not, not universe, but like related. I, I don't want to get, I'm not ready to give up my characters. Yeah. I'm not ready to stop hanging out with them. So I've started to conceive of this next book and, and man, it's so fun. So we're in this yeah. <laughs> uh, and I spoke with my editor too. And she's like, great. And my, and Sarah Burns who. Was the one who, you know, my friend Margaret Stoll, who's a novelist, insisted I send my big fat manuscript that I wouldn't let anyone see. But I finally had let her see it, and yeah. So it's a fun, it's a whole new career for me, I guess you could say, and I love it. But you're right in that same moment too.
0: I know. It's like, like what do you do with the voice? I yeah. actually just started a, I started an Instagram account. With the character's name, and now I want to start posting as her, but
2: I'm like uh, running out of time. It's like, it's, it's, yeah only only um, thing to keep in mind is not wanting to give spoilers away. I know, but but, her, but but her voice could just be running that page. That's her Instagram page. Yeah, what a fabulous idea! You can totally take the idea and run with it. Oh, you should love make. That.
0: You can make an Instagram page too. They can be friends. Oh, Maybe I, they I, could. They could be friends. I know. They can and hang in out
2: in cyberspace. They're connected. Exactly. Exactly. That's terrific. I love it.
0: Oh my gosh. But it's almost amazing because you're like most people are super talented in like one big way. But for you to be talented on the music side and then just like dabble in the literature side, which some people spend their whole life just trying to accomplish. And you're just like, this looks, this sounds like fun. Like, tell me a little bit about, I know it's all related, right? Music. And I know it's all related, but tell me about crossing genres more. And if you like, did you ever as a little girl, like want to write a book or was it always about music or or what?
2: Well, it was always all of it. I mean, (laughs) both of those things. I grew up as, as a young girl, I was a, obsessive reader. My mom would take me to the Brentwood library and I'd sit on the floor and it was, you know, kind of stories about, there were almost that like stories about female witches or girls who had magical powers. There was yep. something about, I have some memory. I can't think of the names of those books, but it always seemed like there were lots of those kind of stories. And I think for kids, there is, there is something in that where you feel so helpless as a child. You have no power, you're, you're at the mercy of whatever your parents or older or adults tell you to do, teachers, parents. And so I don't know why I have some memory of sitting on the floor at that library and just going through these books that had something to do with magical powers for young girls. And I may have just invented that memory, but it's it always comes back to me that it was somehow like that. So then I feel like songwriting, to pivot to that, is the differences between novel writing and songwriting they they are very different to me and in, in i mean i think we love stories we connect as humans through stories and i think that there are stories in all art forms and because i was raised in a sort of bohemian household where my mom was an artist and my dad was a psychoanalyst there was some way in which those influences you know kind of freed my own way of thinking about things and wanting to to find ways to express those things and connect with other people that way. But songwriting, I actually find in some ways, particularly lyric writing, really challenging. And I found the freedom, even though people think, oh my God, a novel, that's like a huge commitment. I mean, you can sit down with someone Or just by yourself, another co-writer, and write a song fairly quickly. But it's there's a kind of constraint due to the fact that you tend to want to have rhymes and rhythms, and it just it feels more um, like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. You're like, how do I fit this idea into this this couplet here? Like it's kind of and then and then put a melody to it. It's very it's a bit tricky. Mm -hmm. Whereas I found with the process of writing, once I started to get the arcs of like the sort of overall predicaments and arcs that I thought were the overarching arcs in the book, I just, they just, the characters would sort of take over my brain and I would start envisioning everything that was going on that would be going on in the book. And I had to have post-it notes by the bed or my phone to throw the idea in there, because I did learn early on that if you think something's a great idea and you're convinced you'll never lose that (laughs) track of it, it's, it goes poof, it goes out of your brain. You know, it gets pushed aside by another idea and you have to store them. You have to catalog them somehow. So that was a big part of my process, but it was fun. Um, you know, and you, you know, being a writer, I had to kind of give myself a pep talk. You know, I really stopped touring and stuff like that. And then there was the pandemic. So that gave me a lot of time at home, but I had to kind of give myself a, okay, (laughs) do this thing. Face around. And it was permission to stay in my pajamas most of the day because I did a lot of writing during the pandemic. And so I just would, figure out where I was in that moment or what, what my task was. And then finally, you know, as you know, having an editor, then when a publisher gets involved with the process, that was just really fun to have another human being who's really invested in your, your story commune with you about it, because you know, this too, that it's a very solitary act writing a novel. So that was so interesting, that part of it, when that happened.
0: Yes. Also, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Although every time I got edits back, I was like, okay, should I open the document? I don't know if I can face this round. I don't know. Like, how much time do I have to budget? And I would like, almost like be, like my eyes would be half closed, you know, like you're just peeking, like, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. And what about the moment when they send you the book jacket artwork? Did you have a moment with that? Where it's so like not.
0: You- I haven't gotten the cover art for the novel yet. I, I got that from my memoir, and actually, that took a little bit because uh, I didn't like the first covers at all, and I was like crying, and I was like, "It's never going to be right," and this isn't me. But anyway, so I'm, I'm
2: I'm. Oh, so you have yet to have that with your novel?
0: Yeah, I know.
2: Oh, it's really exciting. I I I got really lucky because. Apart from like the smallest, smallest little thing that got tweaked and and slightly changed, like that's the cover. Yeah, that was the cover, and so it was just like momentous because you really have no idea what your publisher's art department will um, come up with. We, I had up this reminds me now. I had a few sort of conversations with my editor, just kind of. You have some kind of nebulous vision in your head about it, but it's not, it's sort of hard to articulate and you don't want to impose something because you kind of want to see what an outside, you're so invested in your book. You're so deep in it that you kind of need a little perspective. I found that that was an interesting moment of seeing what someone else would do with it.
0: Yes. Very true. Well, your cover is amazing though. I mean, it's so cool. Thank you. It's like art. You could just like, you know, it could be like coasters or something. You know, know, I I feel like it should be more places than just on this book. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, very cool. So, when you were in the in the flow, sort of 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 a writing day or whatever, and you're in your jammies, like how long could you write for? Like, did you have like was there a certain number of hours or like like what were your days like or how did you
2: know you were done? Yeah. There were long hours. Like I could go from say 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. with a snack break or a lunch wow. break. Yeah, I went, I uh, and then when I was at that point where your editors, you're supposed to turn in a draft after some notes or editorial notes. There were times where I just went even longer. Like I, it was, but that was when I felt like this has to be sent. So they wake up and have the draft in New York, <laughs> in Los Angeles, but I really got lost in it. I lost track of time when I was, I I describe it often as it's almost like I went through a portal into another universe and then I get to be with these people that are imaginary, but they feel so real as you probably feel in your novel writing experience too. You really feel like you're, you're somewhere else and you're with them. Yeah, because once I would be, in that mode. I, it's a magical place to be. I, I, I can't even, it's been a while since I, because then you get to the phase where you're on these very, very detailed line edits and, and you're going through revisions and they're just, it's all minutia kind of stuff mostly at that point. But when you're just free writing and, you know, you kind of know where you're meant to be or you're right in the moment of the earlier phases where you're just, it's all just happening and you don't know why it is and how the story is unfolding. Cause I mean, that's at least the way I did it. I had a kind of, kind of basic idea of the arc of the story, but during the course of the book, some things changed and new things inserted themselves. Yeah. And in a few places I, because it's somewhat of a fish out of water story with a girl from LA who ends up in England and has to kind of work her way into this whole new universe of human beings and people who are academics at Oxford. And, you know, she's, so I, there was a lot of sort of scenes that I had in my mind, but how do you connect these moments and scenes and into like something that flows properly? So there was that. And in a couple of cases, I moved some chunks around. Yeah. So I'm sure you've encountered that in your work too, but. It was all new to me. Like a a song can live in a three-minute space of time. And it really is more, it has to be so concentrated. It's a concentrated, whereas a book, it kind of unfolds like a movie in a way Mm -hmm. or, or a series, you know?
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Did you have like any insecurities or doubts about trying it?
2: Just throwing myself into trying to be a novelist? Yeah. You know what? The passion just sort of like knocked all that stuff aside. Mm -hmm. I found such pleasure in it and I found that I loved the challenge of it. And I did a lot of reading as I always do, but I went and did a lot of rereading of books that in some ways, because of the style of the prose was was very compelling to me. So I would return to certain books. Like which ones? Uh, well, like Rebecca and Jane Eyre, although right. Rebecca's more modern, I mean, it's still an older book, but the style of Charlotte Bronte's writing in Jane Eyre is, you know, is a sort of what we think of as somewhat more antiquated language, you know? Yes. I mean, there are so many classic books like Madame Bovary, but and those books that are older books, but I also revisited, you know, I'm really a big John Updike fan, which most people, you know, are are, I don't know, he's I love his writing. It's okay. really lyric and beautiful, like extraordinary to mm-hmm. me. But there are some women I've encountered in my life who's like, uh, he's too macho or something like <laughs> that, you know. Um, but I love his writing. And Nabokov, you know, I mean, that like I, and and Fitzgerald, I I love, and and Thomas Hardy, you know, who wrote Tess of the D'Urbervilles, those, the, some of those books where the writing is somewhat, I, I sometimes describe it as voluptuous or delicious, you know, it's not sort of Hemingway kind of by the book, ma'am, like, like very plain, but beautiful and moving. I just, I tend to go for the slightly more I don't know. Just more voluptuous. Now
0: I'm I'm sort of feeling ashamed because I mostly read contemporary fiction and memoir. Like I don't go back to the classics. I read them in school and all that. But yeah, my go to is like what's coming out and what you know what what helps me make sense of my world today. Based on how everybody else is sort of living it, like as my guideposts, if you will. I know.
2: Yeah, but I I aspire to that, to be honest. Because during the writing of this book, I focused so much on a few pieces that I felt were helpful, let's mm-hmm. say, in how I approached this bird has flown. But now, now that I'm like in book world, I'm I'm, just, <laughs> I'm literally like. Going on, you know, Kindle and buying books and going to, you know, and having the physical copies and just amassing a great collection of new authors that I'm discovering. And it's so fun to be part of the community. After those years of kind of study, it was almost mm-hmm. like studying those old books and and somehow the ones that from my childhood had sparked a connection, i I, I just kept being drawn to those as it relates to this bird has flown for whatever reason. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Did you know at all how it would
0: end? Like, did you know, like the big, some of the twistier elements and all of that?
2: Like, did you know that was coming or? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers away for readers. I'm not giving any spoilers. I'm just saying, did you have the end? Did you know, did you have it all planned out? Yeah. I think yes I knew I I think that I can't remember at what point in the journey of years that <laughs> to write the book but that I I conceived of the ending and and then I conceived of a little postscript sort of bit too but yeah I mean I just stumbled upon I was sort of organizing my computer I stumbled upon some really early drafts and the evolution is was massive to get to where i ended up just for people who who are daunted in some way by the idea of taking on writing something like a novel like something that with the commitment of a novel versus a short story or something yeah i mean it it for me because i'd never done it before i had to work through Many iterations of the story, and even the tense. It used to be in present tense, for example. Maybe oh, I'm. Oh, in, interesting. It used to be in present tense, but first person present tense can be difficult in mm-hmm. a way. It's yes, more, more so than in past tense. But there was a point where, a couple of years in, actually, I like. Sw- I was like, okay, I got a note from someone I really trusted, my literary agent, who had come from editing and edited The Lovely Bones and a book that I had loved, I said, okay, I'm up to the task. And I just went through the whole thing and, and and there was something a little more grounded in it, you know, then I love first person present tense, but it's with, with my character's level of the, the how fast her mind works and how mm-hmm. she's constantly processing Things so tangibly. She feels things so, she's everything's so at the surface in her emotions. It it just felt like a little more grounded to read it in, in the past tense. Yeah.
0: Yes. I think that works. I think sometimes first person present, and by the way, I experimented with this too. I was like, I'm going to write in first person present. I'm walking in the room. I see this. I do that. But I yeah. feel like after a while, it becomes more of a literary novel in a way. Yeah. Right. Because it's you're so focused on the words because you have to be versus like I think in the past tense it's just an easier
2: consumption as a reader. Yeah, because that that was the thing that my editor had mentioned was that it it's there was like a breathy Mm -hmm. energy to it. And it and there because there was the sense in my character that she's sort of running through all these things because her, her mind Is always clicking and worrying, worrying, not like worrying, but worrying. Yeah. yeah. So it felt like the book kind of settled in a little bit for people who weren't having five cups of coffee and reading. (laughs) She was on massive caffeine. It felt like when it was the present tense. I don't know. It's so interesting how just changing the tense, it was so, it took me a second. I just did the first chapter and then I, I read it aloud to, um, my best friend who who is the novelist who helped me connect me with Sarah Burns, her daughter happened to be in the room and I just read it out loud. Like I would just do that, you know, to just see like, does this work? I would often read while my kids were still in high school. Actually, my my younger son was still in high school at that point. And I would, his friends would come over and I'd just be like, Wanna hear some stuff? Oh, you're writing a book. And actually, one of the young readers. Back then, or young high schoolers that I read to read the book to. This was one of the best moments ever in the experience of the book. She read the book and loved it. She ended up going to Yale, very bright, worked really hard in high school and, you know, was really dedicated to her studies. And just to get that feedback from a a 20 something kid now made me feel so exuberant, so happy, and so that's the thing about books. And stories, they connect us. It's so fun, isn't it? It's
0: so fun. I've literally like started this whole company based around this notion because I'm so obsessed with books and how they connect people and everything. Yes, I could not agree more. 100%. Preaching to the choir. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick something that was most like you and most unlike you about Jane, what would those things be?
2: Most like me would be her determination to believe in love despite all the things she's gone through all the heartbreaks and to love music despite being (laughs) washed up one hit wonder despite how awful the music business has been in her experience despite the two things those two things and that's why I think I just one day came up with the dedication for the book to music lovers and lovers everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think those two core things I relate to, you know, that music is the best and safest drug in the world, you know, or whatever, whatever form of art you want to take in, whether it's looking at a painting or, you know, listening to a song or watching a movie, like communicating the human experience through art, massive, massive, to me, massively important. And also just the human connection, you know, mm-hmm. with all ways in which we try to connect and how hard it is when we can't, you know, and when it doesn't happen.
0: Yes. Wow. Like, I just, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, that, yes, yes. <laughs> what advice would you have for aspiring authors?
2: Well, I would just say that the thing that's worked out for me in my entire life. That I'm really now at age 64, recognizing whether it was just something internalized. But I always say, don't wait for permission to do the thing you love. So if you wanna write a book or a short story or whatever it is, you know, and I didn't take classes in it, I just learned by reading or by doing. So you don't even have to wait around, you can if you want. You can study in any in any fashion that you want, but if you really want to do it, don't tell yourself you can't. Give it your you just jump in, jump into the deep end, and just you'll figure out how to swim somehow. You'll figure out. It may take a while, but you'll you can learn. And there's so many ways to learn by reading, by you know just starting to see the craft and things start starting to notice things that maybe you just took you you just took for granted because you just you love this movie you don't you don't break down what what did it what was it in that movie and that storytelling there that 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 yeah heart flutter or made you cry or made you laugh or made you feel like when you next saw your parents you were going to give them a hug and hold them for a long time you know or whatever you know whatever it is you're and not re- you're not really 64 though right yes yes I am you can't possibly be i am seriously no you look so young thank you i think it's just doing things that having the great luck of being able to do these things and to feel happy about them
0: I mean, I feel happy and I'm doing these things and I'm 46 and I look like much older than you. So
2: (laughs) I need your like dermatologist or something. I don't know. I need to do something. I post about it on Instagram. It's just um, things in your kitchen you can use to moisturize your skin, like a drop of olive oil. I put a drop of olive oil on. I'm probably really greasy. No, it
0: looks amazing. I can't believe your skin. That's amazing. Okay, well, I did. I was all over your Instagram, but I did not notice anything about dripping olive oil on your face. So I will go back. The posts that I put up. Uh, oh, I didn't look today or yesterday, yeah, maybe. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I got a little behind. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad you're in LA. You know, I have a bookstore that I opened in Santa Monica. What? Yeah, it's called Zibby's Bookshop on Montana Avenue and oh 11. Right on Montana. Yeah, it's Incredible. on Montana so and 11. So if you ever want to, if you want to do an event there sometime, I would love or- to. I'd love to have you uh, yes. want to
2: do it. Yeah. Okay. And awesome. if you, if you put together what, and we can talk about times, not on the zoom, if you yeah, want, yeah. we'll do yeah. it. Yeah. We'll, I'll
0: email your publicist or whatever.
2: Yeah. And then, and then I'll be, and we can be directly connected and then we can, I would love to do that. So fun. I would love to. All right. Amazing. Okay, let's do it. Okay. That'd be okay. great. I'm so excited. Yay. <laughs>
0: All right. Perfect. Okay. To be continued. Thank you so much. And thanks for this fabulous, fun, entertaining, awesome read. I really was so just so taken with it and your voice really, really. So Uh, great job. Thank you
2: so much. And to be continued. To be continued. Okay, great. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.